I'm Kate Daniels. We want to see the world colored red this Friday, February 3rd, for National Wear Red Day. Kyra Smithland joins us to share her story and give us the important reasons to wear red. Kyra Smithland, I actually met you last night as I watched the YouTube video documentary, You and Your Family's Experience Around Your Cardiac Event. And there I was, tears streaming, crying. It was like, oh, it was so emotional. I just love the way that was done. It really said everything I think that was so important that we were trying to get across in it. And, you know, it really... We're just an average family and going through, you know, our seasons there. And it was a tough one. And, you know, it was, it's a very moving story, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, I should say it it can leave me speechless as (laughs) to just how impactful that is and all that went on. And, uh, you know, not only the quick response, but Mm -hmm. then also with your son talking to you in the hospital and what a difference that made. Oh I tell gosh. you, I have that note that I wrote. Yes. I have it framed at my house. Wow. I, and you can barely tell because it was so scribbled. You know, I'm trying to write. My arms were tied to the bed because they didn't want me to pull out my life support. And so I'm trying to write with my hand, my arm attached to the bed. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, but you can, you can tell it says Bryce is amazing. So it's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. well, and now have you been involved since then with the American Heart Association or did you become involved say more in the last few years? Oh no, we actually got, you know, it's pretty traumatic when your family goes through that type of thing. And so I was trying to find support groups for my family. And so I've got a few different ones. I'm in a support group for sudden cardiac arrest that you can just talk to people that have gone through something like this and you know, how you're feeling, does it match, is it normal and all this. And then we kind of, as a family, were just saying what a miracle it was that, you know, this whole story, how this whole thing ended up and how we really want people to know if there's something, when you go through something so horrific in that manner, you try to find ways that it's like, gosh, how can that not happen to somebody else? Or how do we, you know how do we give back on something like that that can make it a positive? So we got um, hooked up with the American Heart Association pretty quickly, I would say a year or two after that. Mm-hmm. They, they, they had heard our story and um, got in touch with me, and I was like, wow, this is, this is the group I really connect with. So, yeah, it's been going on for quite a few years. Well, Kyra, that makes so much sense, and to know then that you look to find the support for your family, for yourself as well, and to let us know that it does exist. And to share your experience that you're now so actively involved and you're an ambassador for Go Red for Women this year, which totally makes sense because of the cardiac arrest that you had suffered. So, for our audience to know what had happened. This is just over 10 years ago, 10-year anniversary. So congratulations on you know, not just surviving, but now living life so well. Right. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah. It has been 10 years. Uh, and it was in December. It was 10 years. So, um, yeah, it was it, it was a, a just a normal day. Uh, I would get up on Saturdays and go 
you know, cuddle with my little nine-year-old son in the morning and I just did that. And he said that I was laying there and just stopped breathing. Um, he knew something was really wrong. So he went and ran in and uh, woke his dad up and said, something's wrong with mom. She's not breathing. And so Tony, my husband, comes running in and says that I was turning gray. He could tell that I wasn't breathing and uh, just dragged me onto the floor and started CPR immediately, uh, told Bryce that he needed to call 911 for him. So uh, that they did the, the right thing, right? They did the 911 call and started CPR right away. And uh, my husband was doing CPR for about 8 to 10 minutes until the firefighters got there and started taking over and they uh they gave me a couple shocks there at home enough to where they could get like a you know faint heartbeat before they transported me and uh they got me to the hospital and it just continued for eight hours or so i was um i kept crashing and and my heart would stop and i got 40 shocks total that day so it was a pretty remarkable amount of shocks, and they to the point where the doctors were saying, you know, she is not looking good. She's probably not going to make it. We're, you know, we've burned out a defib uh, on her, and uh, we're we're not going to be doing that much more. So you need to get your fa- friends and family here to say their goodbyes, and so. Um, yeah, my husband had to go down and tell the family that it wasn't looking good. And that's when Bryce was just not going to have anything to do with that. He mm-hmm. ran down the hallway and jumped up on my bed and was just crying and talking to me about, um, you know, he wanted me to fight and to, he needed me and to just keep fighting. And I was, you know, on life support and in a coma. So he just kept going and talking and, and the nurses were saying that my vitals were doing so much better when he was talking and to keep doing that. So he did. He kept talking for hours until he fell asleep. And um, a few days later, I, my, you know, I, my heart was keeping a, a, a good beat. And I woke up and uh, said that I needed to write something. I didn't say it because I, I couldn't talk. I was on my support. But I signaled I needed a pen. And um, I wrote down that Bryce is amazing, um, and everybody was just in shock that I had been hearing him while I was in my coma. But so I just had all the stars aligned perfectly. It was um, a miracle, um, a blessing, you know, for my husband to know CPR and my son to know to call 911 and do it as a nine-year-old, and. You know, the doctors didn't give up that day. They just kept going, and my son never gave up. And so it, it's it's just a miracle for us that um, I'm still here, and 10 years later, doing really, really well. I'm now on medicine, and they gave me um, a defibrillator and a pacemaker so that if, it, if I have an episode, uh, that I would I will get a shock. So And so that... We all understand yeah. your situation was such that this was a, a is it a congenital uh, condition from you had that you did not even know existed, right. right? Right. You know, I don't know, but for some reason, I feel like I could be wrong. But I feel like sometimes women, if they feel something isn't right, they're 
they're too busy to get anything checked. I'll get that done later. Um, I felt in November like a flutter in my heart. It almost felt like a skipped heartbeat. It felt weird. And I mm. mentioned it to my husband, and it, it was right in the time where we were Christmas shopping, and I said something to him, and he goes, yeah, he goes, you should get that checked. And I go, yeah, I'll do it after Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'll just, you know. And then this happened on December 15th. But what they found out was um, sudden cardiac arrest. There could be many reasons why you have sudden cardiac arrest. But what they did find out with me was it was a condition called non-compaction cardiomyopathy. That is something that you're born with, and sometimes you, it may go unnoticed. Sometimes, you know, it does get noticed, and by mine was sudden cardiac arrest. But, um yeah, and so we checked to see if it was something in my family to see if the, any of the uh, anybody else in my family had it, and they didn't. So, and that was the only time I had ever felt something was like a skipped heartbeat, which should have been a big flag to go get that checked right away. <laughs> but I didn't, and so yeah, that is what they came up with was non-compaction cardiomyopathy. Ooh, that yeah. is a mouthful, but you've been living right? with this now for for yeah. a decade. Yeah, it's just like an electrical storm happened. I don't know, mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell people how this is, and it's just like your heart, you know, it's an, an arrhythmia where your heart gets out of sync, and it, yeah, so that is what they came up with. So one big thing that you said is about women not paying immediate attention. We're just kind of like, oh, I'll get to it eventually. Right. Really, pay attention. Do not discount these things that you feel uh, that may not seem significant. We might feel it in our arm rather than a flutter in the heart. But if something's unusual, pay attention. That is so true, yeah. Um and, and, it, and it's one of those things where I never, ever would have thought to that I'd be a person that would be telling my friends, you know, really listen to what your body is saying. Because I was 47 at the time and a, a soccer mom, you know, and just kind of living my life and never really thought about my heart <laughs> um, and how you really need to know your body well and pay attention to any sign that something's different you know the thing is is with a lot of people don't know is that cardiovascular disease it's like the leading cause of death in women and it and it claims more lives than all the cancers combined and and so it's a very serious thing that women need to pay attention to especially like 20 and older Mm -hmm. they're the ones that are you know 44 percent of them are living with some form of cardiovascular disease so I just think that the word needs to get out there a little bit more and let women know that just pay attention and get yourself checked out. Absolutely. That's self-advocacy and self-awareness is really top of the list. Yes, yes. And the other big thing for me was making sure that, you know, CPR is like a a big thing in my family. Uh, When I started to go leave the home after I was home for months recuperating from all this, um, I, my family has said, no, no one can go out with Kyra for lunch unless they know CPR. <laughs> so I have all my friends and family now all, all know CPR. And yes, that is so critically important. It's something that I'm very fearful of because I think, oh, I, I would do it wrong. I just don't want to have that responsibility. Yeah. But it's irresponsible not to know how to right. do it correctly. How is it that your husband knew it? Well, my husband had gone through medical school. He went to college to be a chiropractor. Mm. And so um, he learned it 
back in college, and that was the last time he had learned it. Um, so it had been a long time. I mean, now we get recertified all the time, but um, it's so simple now. It's just a simple thing. Now it's hands only, and um, so you you know you just call nine one one and you push hard and fast in the center of the chest, and you you just kind of have to think of the the song staying alive. You know, um, the beat of that is about a hundred to one hundred twenty beats a minute. So you just sing that tune in your head and. It's uh, it's it's just a very simple, easy thing to learn, and it it can save somebody. So, yeah, I and, just feel like if you can learn it, go learn it. <laughs> and an easy way then to learn it, and so I did this. I looked at the website at mm-hmm. heart dot org, right. and it it demonstrates it. You hear the song, it shows how you intertwine your hands to to do the pumping on the mm-hmm. heart. And so the website is heart.org forward slash hands only CPR. Correct. So yeah. simple. 60 yeah, seconds. That's right. It's right? just a quick, it's easy to learn it, right? Yes. The, the goal is, is, is what Go Red for Women is trying to get, is to get at least one person at every household to know CPR. So if you can get at least one person in every household to learn CPR, that is just going to be amazing. And to know this, but then you were talking about being certified. So there's an additional step that you, who do you see a, a, a medical professional to do this? No, you don't need to do a medical. You can go to a fire station. You you don't even need to necessarily be certified. You just need to learn it. I don't want to like put off that people need to be certified. It can be to teach it or something like that, mm. but you can you know, like you did. You just went on and you, you learned how to do it by watching the video. You can contact American Heart Association, um, which will, you know, if you want to have someone come into your work and be taught with all your coworkers, there's just a, a lot of different places you can learn CPR. The point is, check out the video and, you know, take the further steps because all of that information can be found from the Heart Association. Yes. Right? That is correct. Yes. So getting into action, the 911 call, doing the CPR, but then 40 times of defibrillating. And and you said the doctor even said they wore out a defibrillator? They did. They did wear out. Um, and they, you know, they don't, those are not cheap machines. <laughs> they didn't want to have to, you know, keep using all of them on me. So, um, but yeah, they, they did do 40 shocks and it was, I, I couldn't believe it when I came around that that happened. I didn't even know where I was when I came around. I'm like, why am I here? So, yeah. You, you did not remember the, the ride to the hospital? No. I didn't remember the night before, the week before. That it, it took some of my memory away on that. But, yeah. Did that ever come back, Kyra? That, no. Any of that? No. It's Mm-mm. just no. It's blank. Unfortunately, I feel like I I lost at least a few months of my life that I don't remember, which is okay. I mean, I got 10 years that they didn't think I was going to get. Yes, yes. I also need to just acknowledge Bryce and his being there. It just made me cry. It it was so beautiful. Uh, 
what he did. I've seen that a, a couple of times in movies, you know, where a person's presence has really made that difference mm-hmm. to a person in a coma and 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 really it changed the the heart rate and and right. and like brings them back to life. And it's, there's, it's just so powerful, and um, all, a lot of it is the love that's present, I think. Right, right. right. Yeah, I did hear that it was just something to witness, that, um, you know, my husband was there, and doctors and nurses that would talk to me afterwards about that scene in particular of Bryce coming in, and people were ready to say their goodbyes and Bryce was like nope mom I'm not saying goodbye I'm telling you to fight and you hang in there and I need you and um it it does tell you it told me that I was even though I wasn't I was there but I wasn't there but I was there <laughs> I heard him um and I just I you know how do you how do you replace it I mean it's just to tell him thank you is not enough to sit there and, and fight and, and uh, hold on to me like that. So Yes. Well, and now he's this uh, grown-up young man. Well, he's yeah. 19 now. Yeah. And uh, I, in in the YouTube video, there is of this. They He says how, you know, you're his best friend. Yes, we are. We're, we're still best friends. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um he is this amazing, as amazing as he was at nine, he's still amazing at 19. Um, he, uh, I don't even know how to describe, he is so, he wants to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, he's right now, he's going to SEU, a Christian college, uh, and is looking to become a minister. He, he, from that day on, he's like, there was more happening here than hmm. he could take it. You know, it's like it's a miracle and and uh, blessing and all that. So he's going in that direction, and he also helps with giving speeches with me uh, for the American Heart Association. So he gives back a lot to this day. That is another beautiful story to see what happens in our life and how it shapes mm-hmm. us as to where we're going and 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 really thinking back to the time 10 years ago and his really being there and talking to you for all that time just um i just wanted to nod toward our unconscious and how we say unconscious but it's right. really great awareness that's still there even when we think a person um is in a coma they're very right. conscious right right yeah. it sure changed my mind i had no idea that, you know, it's kind of like you said, when you see it sometimes in the movies, is that real or not? Um, yeah, but it was amazing to hear that. And then when I looked at my note that I had written, I was like, man, that is wild that you can hear when you're in a coma. Always, always talk to it. I feel I will always, if I ever am in that situation where I'm around anyone that's in a coma, I would never say goodbye. I would never give up. I would constantly talk to them like Bryce did for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and a good thing for us to be aware of, too, the, what we say, how we say it, to always be uplifting, encouraging, yes. loving, uh, that is so motivating. Yes. Yeah. Right. That was, I'm sure that was, um, I'm sure that was a big thing, you know, for 
my conscience, right, at the time to hear that they're not giving up on me. I'm not going to give up. Right. Yeah. And and you have not given up at all in all these intervening years because here you are so involved with the Heart Association, yeah. uh, the ambassador for Go Red this year, which is really wonderful. So let's talk a little bit about the, how important Go Red for Women is. Yeah, it is just an awesome thing that they do, you know, the National Wear Red Day on February 3rd on Friday. It's just to raise awareness for the fight against heart disease and stroke. Um, just by adding a little touch of red to the outfit or and sharing why you're doing it, just getting the word out there, I think is important just to give us a day and let's bring it out there. Yes. And perhaps that is the opportunity for the beginning or for a very short conversation as to, mm -hmm. you know, why is there all this red around right. us in the fashion, the lipstick or the nail polish or right. whatever it is? Yeah, I'm going to get my whole office here wearing red <laughs> that day and, you know, or doing like I, I was telling somebody, I'm like, I'm going to go on a walk on walk my dogs on Go Red Day. <laughs> Just get out there, get some exercise in and and wear some red, you know, just make it a good day. And it gives us that opportunity because, as we said just a little earlier on, about how heart disease impacts so many women beginning at a young age that this is a way to, again, kind of wave the flag and say, right. pay attention. Right, yes. I think, you know, social media is so big right now, or has been. I think it's a perfect time to, like, you know, share a selfie of yourself wearing red and, you know, doing that and do a hashtag wear red day on it or something like that. And, and I just think it was a good thing to just share. And then getting news out there about everybody learns CPR, put that on the, on the social media too, you know. Yes, every which way we can to heighten that awareness because something as it's I was going to say as simple and it is as simple as doing yeah. CPR but the fact that your husband had that knowledge had that experience really I'm sure was the, the difference between life and death because he was doing that until the medics arrived I mean right. th there was minutes what did you say it was about 10 minutes 10 minutes yeah, yeah. and you know when you're giving CPR that it is a lot but I mean the difference it makes and if you're there quickly the percentage is just you know, if you the quicker you are getting CPR administered, it it gives you such a better chance of surviving. Exactly. So I definitely I know for a fact I I would not be here if if my husband hadn't done CPR. That's just it's a given. Mm. So I um that is one of the big reasons why you know it's, I. I love working with the American Heart Association when it comes to talking about CPR in any way I can and, and getting people involved in learning it. So, And so we'll just mention once again, in terms mm -hmm. of the CPR, that it's such a simple little video on the uh, right. heart.org forward slash hands on, hands only, only. CPR. Correct. Right. Yeah. So there's the video really... I felt much more confident that I could definitely do this, whereas I was really 
feeling paranoid, like, no, I, that's too much responsibility. I think this really uh, gives enough information. And if need be, I guess, get a doll or something you could, or a pillow. I think right. you could just practice on yes. a pillow, right? Yes, good idea. Yeah. It, you know, uh, it's, I think if people realized it's, it, like you said, it's so simple. There's two steps. Call 911 and push hard and fast. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the fear wouldn't be there to get involved. We just want to take that fear out and and have people just jump right in and 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 do CPR right away if it's needed, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think we want to get that fear out of people and let them know how easy it is to do. And the reason we need to eliminate that fear and concern is because apparently statistically more than 70 percent of out-of-hospital cardiac arrest happen in the home so there it is you're more likely going to be doing it to someone you love you know giving cpr to someone you know or love so i think it's super important that somebody in that at least one person in the household learns Yes, exactly. And then this one does it and proves how simple it is. We just all learn how to do it because we never know when we might be visiting a friend and and the need arises. Yes, yes. So, uh, like I said, I love it that since my event, um, I've had so many friends and family, you know, learn the CPR and feel comfortable if they ever called to do it and it's a good thing to know. And there's, you know, learning that there's 350,000 people a year that suffer sudden cardiac arrest outside of the hospital. The numbers are there that it shows everyone should learn it. Yes. I was mentioning being certified, but yes, that is not what we need to do. This is for, in a case of an emergency, which can happen, Mm -hmm. then we want to really know what to do until the medics arrive and take over professionally. Right. Yeah, just keep that blood flowing up to the brain and just keep it going until help arrives. That's the best you can do jump right in, get on that right away. So we are really strongly encouraging that. The other thing to heighten awareness and to bring attention, because we want the attention there every day, all year long, but on this one day on Friday, uh, coming up on Friday, to wear red and really show our unified support behind this is important. Right. And, you know, there's just so many different ways that you can do Wear red, and like I said, do a selfie and put it on your social media. Prepare a healthy meal for that day. Make sure your family is all going to have a healthy meal or bring a a snack to your work that's red, some apples or strawberries, put it in the bread crumb. But just to raise awareness for that day that everybody, this is something important, take notice. Yes, and thinking of healthy meals, which we should be thinking of having a lot more fruits and vegetables in our diet and uh, eating chicken or fish. We'll be talking about this at another time, but there is in March, there'll be the luncheon that is Go Red Again, supporting the focus on women's heart health. Right. It's the Be the Beat is the theme this year for Go Red for Women event. And yeah, that will be in March that they're doing that. That'll be exciting. 
So we'll be talking about that, but it's just good to keep that as a, a little trigger in the back of our minds that we need to just keep learning and heighten this awareness and to support the work of the American Heart Association. Because right. as you said, you turned to them when you knew that your family and your friends needed some support and know what to do. There's all that education that comes from that. Right, right. Yeah. It's amazing to know all the things that American Heart Association has their hands in. You know, there's here I've got a pacemaker defibrillator and, and, and the American Heart Association is involved with so many different aspects of that and teaching CPR and those things that they get all involved in is should I just say heartwarming? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's amazing right. how, how much the heart gets in, involved in this, right? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not lost on us. You know, we celebrate Valentine's Day right. in February. So to right. wear red and to be thinking about things to do with the heart, it's more than just a Valentine's. It's really right. all about life and love. Right. And we saw that demonstrated so hugely with how your family responded. And Kyra Smithlin, I'm just so deeply touched by you and Bryce and and your husband, how you all just uh, are such a strong team and have such a great message to share with all of us. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Well, you're so welcome, and I, again, appreciate you for wanting to be involved and sharing your story with us. Thank you. Yes. We, anytime we get a chance to, we will, always. Wonderful. So once again, what is the uh, website then to learn CPR? The website is heart, H-E-A-R-T dot org forward slash hands only CPR. <laughs> 